0: Just as a disclaimer for anyone listening, Jack multiple times in this episode <laughs> says that Sammy Watkins is out. We don't know why he's been saying that because Sammy Watkins is not out. He's been playing every week, and uh, just wanted to give you that info and uh, enjoy the episode. Okay, so are you? You guys have a mark where like all of this is fucked up, and uh, and then you're gonna like cut a whole chunk out and then start over? Yeah. Sorry, this episode's a mess. Um, because I'm just, I'm just gonna Anna. start again. I'm just <laughs> <Top> previous Anna <laughs> and Joe Mixon had a good week for you. That's got to make you feel good. Um, after, um, sorry, I just got distracted. I thought my laptop was turning off and I got really scared. Um, but it's not. Mark it down, um, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I think. Um, my apologies. Uh who messaged in? What? Did someone message in? I heard a message notification. Yeah, why is that coming out on my speakers and not in my headphones? Your voice is in my headphones, but the Anna cut all this before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really wait, frustrated. Is, wait, wait, is is Samuel Watkins not out? What? Uh, i've said sammy watkins is out like three times Uh, wait what oh when you were talking about robinson and earlier what was i thinking i'm retarded please cut anna cut that (laughs) justin make that the intro Hello, everybody, and welcome in to the Let's Talk Fantasy Football podcast. I am here with you uh, recording from California, dudes. Uh, I've been cruising down Highway 101, and making a little pit stop here in Arcata, right, right by Eureka, and uh, I'm here, I, I am, of course, Thomas, Thomas James, and I'm here with Jack Robert. Jack? How's it going? So close, but so far away, my dude. So close, but so far away. Dude, California love. We're here, dude. I am here to party. California where dreams are made of. This is where dreams are made of. Um, You're you're officially a California girl, and you know Snoop Dogg has a lot (laughs) to say about that. I am toned, tan, fit, and ready. Wild, wild West Coast. It was my name <laughs> in the league last year. These are the girls I love the most, baby. That's a Snoop Dogg lyric, and I find no better way to kick off this episode than with a Snoop Dogg lyric. Justin, please insert that entire song. Well, get the copyright first, <laughs> no. and then insert that entire song. Just do, just do Snoop Dogg's rapping part. The the rest of it isn't really necessary. Ooh, uh, actually, no, you know what? Shade you me, alert. You want me to just a shade at Katy Perry? Do you want me to just spit the lyrics right now? I mean, I could do a, as good of a job as Snoop Dogg. Honestly? No, that would be disrespectful to Snoop. I don't think you could do just as good of a job as Snoop Dogg. I think Snoop Dogg is... Well, he changed his name to Snoop, Snoop Lion for a reason, okay? Because <laughs> he was Lion. Um, no. no, dude, because he's oh, the king that's of the not- uncle. Okay, anyways, <laughs> oh, oh, um, oh. Jack, we've got a lot of talk to talk about today, don't we? We Don't should start we? a Let's Talk Rap Legends podcast, <laughs> but yes, uh, we can move on to fantasy football. Dude. I guess that's what these folks came here for. Every Wednesday, let's do a Let's Talk Rap Legends. What do you think? I immediately regret suggesting that. I know nothing about rap. Okay, fantasy football, Tommy. This week was weird. A lot of huge individual performances, a lot of great team performances, really bad team performances uh just a weird week i don't know let's this get into was it all over the place let's get into it it's week three uh we are well underway into the fantasy season it's gonna be starting to get into that time where we can do like review bits you know where we're like oh halfway through the season you know what's who's the wide receiver you should look out for you know stuff like that we're gonna have a lot of sketches on the show this year um, <laughs> people have been sending in a ton of voicemails so thank you for doing that we will be getting to those and playing those keep calling in uh and yeah tommy kick it kick things off give us the info i'm here for comedic relief and uh ill-informed hot takes so let's let's do this thing let's talk some fantasy football i love it uh i want to start off not in our usual way just like i'm not going to do it in the order of the standings because we've got some some matchups going on right now um that, like, Louis could beat Scott, and if he did, he'd be in first. But if Scott comes back and beats him, then Louis wouldn't be in first. So I'm just throwing the standings out the window. I probably could have said nothing, and no one would have noticed or cared. But here we are. Is anyone listening um, out there? <laughs> can, anyone, can anyone hear me? Um, they're going to love this, because the first matchup I want to talk about is the lowest-scoring matchup of the week which happens to be between you and Greg. You very commandingly beat him with a score of 11,726 to Greg's 6,650. It was not a good week for Greg. It also was not a good week for you, and I'm not even talking about your point total. Your point total was below average. Um, You had Keenan Allen save the day. With 37 10. Um, he goes off. He had 17 targets, 13 catches, 183 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, you have to be feeling good about Joe Mixon uh, after the first two down weeks. He comes back, puts up a good showing with 1650. And especially with Saquon Barkley going down, he puts up 570. He's got a high ankle sprain. The report is four to eight weeks. Um and there's I saw I heard some talk that it would be on the later side of that four to eight week four to eight week period. That is pessimistic. Either way, it's a big hit for you. That's that's the downer of this. You you win, but at what cost? Um T.O.I. Hilton also went down, but he put up sixteen fifty before he did. Uh it's a quad injury that he re aggravated. So I would say it's very possible that he would sit out as well, at least one week. Um, so you win, and that's good. But your team is is kind of falling apart at the seams here. Um, you had a good a good total from Marvin Jones on your bench, so hopefully he can keep that up. You can plug him in. Um, Jack, just kind of tell me it's it's got to feel good to get the win, but it's it's kind of bittersweet, I'm guessing. How are you feeling right now? What's your mental state? Ladies and gentlemen, my goodness. Keenan Allen is the number one wide receiver in fantasy football. Hot take alert. Keenan Allen will finish this season as the number one wide receiver in fantasy football. Mark it down, ladies and gentlemen. I drafted the number one wide receiver in fantasy football. I'm feeling great about my team, Tommy. Jared Goff, a decent performance. I think the Rams offense will just continue to improve and he'll be a solid QB all year. But you know me, I'll change lanes, I'll change course, I'll change path if there's a streamable option that I like a lot more. But man, Keenan Allen, what can I say? T.Y. Hilton, he'll get healthy. He is dynamite. Mark Andrews down weak, but I'm not worried about him. You hit the nail on the head. The only downside of this week, the only downside of my team, is that Saquon Barkley injury. For my number one overall pick to go down, my RB1, my tried-and-true plug-and-play start-every-week superstar, Mr. Juice Pads himself, Saquon Thiley, to go down. That's going to be hard to recover from. I'm not saying... It cost me my championship, but we'll see. That might be the narrative. That might be the narrative after the playoffs this year. Um, Here's what I'll say about Greg's team, and then I'll let you dissect it with a kinder lens. Dumpster. One of the worst weeks you'll see all season. That's all I have. Oh, well, that was quite the analysis by you. <laughs> well, very. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure I have much to add. Uh, <laughs> Thorough, well, right? <laughs> that no, was, I mean that was. We knew was Greg's throw. team was risky when he drafted three Cleveland Browns. Yeah, and we did. Baker Mayfield is officially a flop. Yeah, In I'm terms not of sure where there's, Greg drafted him. Yeah, there's no, there's no way, there's no other way to frame it. He is absolutely a flop. Already, even if Baker Mayfield turns it around and becomes a decent option for him, it's bad. It's a terrible draft pick. It's a waste I mean, of a draft pick. You got to pivot, right? You're not playing Baker Mayfield next week against the Ravens, and then the following week the Niners. Their defense looks decent, and then going, you know, against Seattle <laughs> into a bye week. I uh, I am not. I am not playing Baker Mayfield. You know who is playing Baker Mayfield next week against the Ravens? That's that's when you're supposed to guess. Uh, who? Greg. I can almost, I can almost guarantee Greg is going to play Baker Mayfield against the Ravens. Next week. <laughs> I'm sorry, I should have been more clear. I <laughs> I just meant if you were Greg, uh, I I know you won't be playing Baker Mayfield. I I, I wouldn't if I could, and I also can't because I don't have him. But no, I <laughs> okay. See that latter point is very clear. I don't need you to point that out no yeah Baker Mayfield it's not it's not looking great and I would definitely pivot off of Baker Mayfield there's just there's a ton of good options in free agency you can stream until you find someone that's reliable it's possible the Browns turn it around but it's not looking good right now they have not looked good offensively um so next question that's where, and, and with Diggs, do you pivot yes yeah, see, see here's the thing with each week that passes Greg's draft looks worse and worse because Stefan Diggs has been awful. We talked about it before week one even started how we were surprised he took Diggs over Thielen when both were available. Thielen's been great. Diggs has been horrible. I mean, you're not going to drop Diggs, but yeah, you might you might think about benching him until he can prove that he's going to be a worthwhile play, but then you look at Greg's team and who is he playing over Diggs? So, I don't know. I don't know. Chubb has been good, That so that that pick is still fine. I still am okay with the Odell Beckham pick, so he should have better weeks. Uh, Mike Williams is a down week. I mean, everyone on Greg's team has a down week. I don't know why he's playing Kiki QT. Uh, that doesn't make much sense to me. He's probably got to pivot off Jared Cook. What do you do with Duke Johnson? Dude, I mean, I'm someone who is high on Duke Johnson going You were into the very season. high on him. I have no explanation for what's happened with Carlos Hyde getting work over him. I think if Duke Johnson had the opportunity, he would be capable of stepping up, but he has not been given that opportunity. 9 attempts, 6 attempts, 2 attempts across his first 3 games. I mean, you can't start him at this point, can you? I mean, this is what we're saying. Greg Greg's team after the first couple weeks, we were like, ah, oh, you know, we'll see. Things are looking grim. They're looking very grim right now. He has a lot of players uh, in his starting roster from this week that you look at them and you think they might not be startable anymore. And But if you've got like six or seven unstartable players on your roster, <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> you Get the waiver wire. You, you, you're going you're gonna to pivot off all seven and just dump them all? I mean... Duke Johnson is a guy that has never gotten a lot of work in the running game and the Texans I guess just aren't a team that passes to the running back a lot and so they're just they're going with Carlos Hyde and it it's been working fine so yeah I mean I don't really know what's going to change to make Duke Johnson a a viable starting option or someone that you feel confident in starting that they're going to put up points and produce so well Greg, Greg has yes hit the waiver wire sir And Greg has absolutely got to hit the waiver wire. I doubt he's listening to this, but if he is, well, it'll be be after the waiver wire. So uh, he probably will not be hitting the waiver wire this week. I'm just going to put that out there. Wow. Um, Disrespectful. I bet he will. Okay. Um, Greg, step up to the plate. Your team's not looking good, but this is the time when you can turn it around, pick up those studs, hit the waiver wire, or you're really doing your team a disservice. Well earned victory for my team this week. Solid performance by my guys. If you go out there and put up eleven thousand seven hundred, you're walking away with the W. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, feeling good about my team. And Tommy, what's the next matchup? I cannot be- believe I lost to Greg. That's so bad. I- I'm still distraught over it. Um, he's one and two, by the way, and you're two and one. So. It's good for you to be two in one with the Saquon injury. If you have to drop a few games, uh, you should be fine. So, let's move on. As you said, let's just let's just go on up the list, I suppose, and we'll talk about the next low scoring matchup, the widest disparity between two teams. We've got Lieutenant Lou Lettenmeyer taking down 100% Patrick aka BB a.k.a. Cranky Goat Hanger, a.k.a. Nah, BB's is. I just took a DNA test, turns out. (laughs) BB's 100% Patrick. Um, Okay, so Tommy, Patrick Mahomes, is he gonna ever stop? Or did Justin actually make a smart decision with how early he drafted him? (laughs) So, Justin loses... Dad puts up 14,074, and he and Justin puts up 8,368. And as you mentioned, Patrick Mahomes right now seems to be the lone, well, for this week, the lone bright spot on Justin's team. And no, I, it, it appears as if he will not slow down. They, he's just really, really good. And... In which case, Justin drafted him correctly. I mean, if if Pat, obviously, if Patrick Mahomes maintains this pace or even puts up close to the numbers he had last season. He'll he's a guaranteed first round pick in in fantasy football next year. A guaranteed first round pick. I don't know if he's a, guar- a guaranteed first round pick. I think he is. I don't know. Jackie had one of the best I, because there's two seasons to back it up or what? Like yeah. because I guess. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, lone lone bright spot. Uh, talk to me about Justin's team. I mean, second lowest scoring week besides Greg's. Are you feeling grim about Justin's team, or were these things just out of the ordinary from some stud players? Tell me what happened. It's a little bit. Uh, it, there's there's some concern. I think we mentioned it a little bit last week. But most for the most part, it's just a, a down week because Justin's got a really good wide receiving core, Kenny Galladay, the 270 from him is unexplainable. Emmanuel Sanders puts up 200. That's kind of unexplainable. I saw a stat. I forget who the the name was, but some cornerback or or DB on the Packers covered Emmanuel Sanders for like 68% of the time, and I think Sanders was targeted three times and didn't catch any of the balls when he was guarded by this guy. So he was blanketed by one player for most of the game. I guess that's the explanation there. When Alshon Jeffrey comes back, hopefully he can come back soon. That'll give Justin a big boost, and then I like his wide receiving core. He's got a dominant core quarterback. It's the it's really it's just the the running backs right that are the concern. I think Justin's fine outside of that, and there was a little bit of hope from Devonta Freeman. He puts up eleven hundred by far his best week, and that was even in a game where. The Falcons got down early, and and so I was worried that it was going to be the, sort of the same script, but he broke off a, a, a bunch of good runs, so that was encouraging there. But besides Freeman, you've got Raheem Mostert, who... Jeff Wilson's stealing all the touchdowns in San Francisco, so that sucks. And then Tariq Cohen, who again right now, halfway through the fourth quarter, only has 350 points. So... I don't know. What does Justin do? Does he have to... Because there's not really any startable running backs you know, in free agency unless there's an injury that happens. And so does he try to make a trade? He hates trading. What does he do? What does he do? Because I don't know what he does at the running back position. I think there will be a few guys to pick up on the waiver wire at the running back position that, that could warrant a start either this week or in the in the future with, like you said, an injury or a changing of the guard or something like that. What I can say is that Devontae Freeman will continue to be startable. Will he be the worth the value that Justin drafted him at? No. But that's a guy you can really rely on. And then Tariq Cohen, he's a huge question mark for me. I mean, I think at this point – you really don't think you're going to be able to rely on him as a consistent fantasy option. I'd say that Justin's definitely in a position where no matter who it is, he needs to go to the waiver wire and, and his first priority needs to be a running back. And even if it's a handcuff, you know, someone who's currently a backup, but, but with an injury could uh, turn into something, you know, he's got to put that person on his bench. You have four bench spots, put it to good use with a few running backs that with a little luck could turn into something special. I mean, that's, that's, what's great about fantasy football. It is so much luck, obviously. I mean, we're all just kids throwing coins into different piles, but what happens on that football field, a million <laughs> different things, uh, affect it. And there's so many different outcomes and you really can't be smart enough to predict it, but, you can give yourself a better chance to get lucky by having guys on your bench who, given a strike of lightning, uh, will be extremely valuable. So definitely use your bench for something like that. That's my take, at least. Do you remember when we were kids and (laughs) – You can't start laughing before I tell the joke, man. <laughs> that doesn't help gonna, me get through. are you it. gonna talk about <laughs> throwing coins into different piles. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say, do you remember when we were kids and we used to go do, go outside <laughs> and find piles of coins and take our coins that we had from our pockets and throw <laughs> and throw the coins into different piles, and there would be another person that would determine which pile was the winning <laughs> coin pile. <laughs> Dude, those are some of my favorite memories. <laughs> oh, I love the coin pile game. Oh, uh, per- perfect analogy though, right? Yeah. Football? Yes. 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 <laughs> that is exactly. Fantasy football in a nutshell is the coin th- pile throwing game. Um, no, but you're you're absolutely right. It's it, it's excellent advice. I think what you're saying is maybe to Justin, don't roster seven wide receivers. Um, and I, only, and uh, only, and only three running backs when two of your running backs aren't good. I don't think I would say that. <laughs> I mean, that's dramatic. Yeah, of course. <laughs> no, I mean, he should drop AJ Brown. He should consider dropping either our Segal Whiteside or Amendola. Um, and he should pick up two running backs who, no matter who they are. Right. Yep. That's fair. And I think, I I might have I would have advised to hang on to Amendola to see what he did this week, just because the two-week, you know, you don't know what it's going to be, but the one get and two right, guys get are... Get rid of our Sega White side, then. Yeah, especially because, I mean, what, to put up 50 points, 150 points, sorry, in a game that... Uh, he only got three targets, so the volumes just, just isn't there. Well, right, and then Jeffrey and, and uh, Jackson were both out, so... Um, which, by the way, that's 840 from Ertz is very disappointing considering that fact as well. Uh, Urch has not been good enough for for where he took him yet. But, okay, moving on to Dad's team. Dak Prescott, Gr- stud. Dak, yeah, yeah, I did not see this coming from Dak Prescott. Uh, Mark Ingram, the second stud. Dude, Mark Ingram has been phenomenal, and he had such a massive game, 33-50, leading Dad's Team to victory. He's been one of the best running backs in fantasy football so far. Sterling Shepard with a massive game twenty three sixty after coming back from his concussion. Dad went dude, with the Darwin Thompson play uh, out of desperation Sterling with Shepherd, Jamie Williams dude. out. What about him? I mean uh I mean come on. Like what what's up? What's up with him? Danny Danny dimes. One of my, one of my favorite Twitter follows, Evan. Uh, shoot, I forget his last name, but he used to be the, Silva. Yeah, Evan Silva. <laughs> he, he calls Danny the new Giants quarterback. He calls him Danny Dimes because boy, did he look he like thirsty? an improvement over Eli, washed up mummy Eli Manning. Yeah, um, Sterling Shepard. Yeah. I mean, you can't expect twenty three sixty from him every week. He had seven catches, a hundred yards and a touchdown, as well as a two-point conversion, and 21 rushing yards to boot. Uh, but you can expect solid things from him, much more solid than when Eli is in the lineup. I mean, suddenly suddenly Dad's team looks pretty dangerous. I, um, I mean, I didn't think that Dad's team wasn't dangerous. I, I think we both liked Dad's team after the draft. I mean, we both liked the Sterling Shepard draft pick, so I don't know why you're yeah, I'm but it, surprised it by it. It didn't look promising in the first couple of games. I mean, Sterling Kirkwood sure. goes out and gets 720 points and then goes out and gets a goose egg. Ooh, um, ooh, you might want to cut that. Ooh, ooh, you might want to cut that. Ooh, ooh, you might want to cut that. He, he didn't play in Week 2 because of a concussion. Um, that is so embarrassing. <laughs> Actually, no, Justin, <laughs> Justin, Justin, leave that in. Cut it. Leave. Justin. <laughs> Do not let the viewers know, okay? Please leave I'm that, omnipotent. In so that they get an accurate... I watch ev- no, guys, guys. I watch every game, every snap. <laughs> I know every single injury in the NFL. I knew Sterling Shepard was out. It was a test for Tommy. He passed. Usually he fails and we cut it out. But, uh, <laughs> gosh. All right. Don't turn this around on me, Tommy. I'm smart. Uh, you are. You're very smart. And I apologize for insinuating anything otherwise. Um, so... No, Dad's team is looking good. You're right about that. I'm a little concerned about Devontae Adams, also Robert Woods. Not really concerned about Robert Woods, but neither of them have been great to start off the year, and I was expecting big things from both of them this year. Adams is not getting the targets he was getting last year. He gets i mean, he gets 8 in Week 1, 9 in Week 2, and only 4 in Week 3. The he, Packers' he, offense doesn't look good, does it? I no, mean, Aaron Rodgers. They're, they're they 3-0, but... I think it's, that's been because of their defense. Absolutely. 100% it's been because of their defense that they're 3-0. and Their defense has been really good. So, no, it's – it's. I Dad's team's got massive potential because Devontae Adams is a stud and Robert Woods is really, really good on a really good offense. Those guys can turn it around, and Sterling Shepard stays consistent with Daniel Jones at the QB. Mark Ingram should be – if he stays healthy – that offense is running the ball very easily, so he should be fine. Damian Williams can come back; he's a fine RB two option. George Kittle is going to be consistent and probably better as the season moves forward. And then he's got the options of Christian Kirk and Terry McLaurin, and then I think I like the Debo Samuel pickup uh, as well. So McLaurin has been a huge surprise this season. Yeah, McLaurin's been great. Dad might need to. He might. He's like reaching like automatic start territory uh like three that's just three straight weeks of, of great weeks for him so no dad's team dad's looking really good i can I, i'm surprised i didn't realize so dad's one and two both him and justin are one and two dad dad was owned too i which i didn't realize he had started off uh so, just so roughly like like me and scott but good for dad to get the win unfortunate for justin to get the loss but they're both one and two and yeah Moving on, right. right? On to the next matchup, if I'm not mistaken, a battle of the D's. Daniel versus Drewiel. Uh <laughs> Bell tolls for me versus Turd Ferguson. Cousin Dan Tierney heading into the week in first place at 2-0. and Puts up 12,294 points. Drew, also heading into the week 2-0 and in third place. A real battle of the Titans. The Titans, if you will. Drew puts up 13,426, takes the W. Um, Man, and especially thanks to a huge performance from the Bears defense in Monday night, 2,800 points. That's what put Drew over the edge. Really um, weren't sure going into Monday night. I mean, I'm sure Drew was really nervous watching this game. There's two minutes left, so I guess knock on wood, don't jinx it. Um, but don't jinx it. How's <laughs> how this, how's this defense going to drop 1200 points? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I don't know, dude. <laughs> Anything can happen. It's crazy. That's why we football. Um, but boy, I mean, two really solid performances from both their teams. Tommy, I mean, I know we're both very high on Dan's team. He would have beat me, but unfortunately <laughs> went against Drew. What went wrong with Dan's team, and I guess a better way to phrase it is nothing went wrong. Outlook on Dan's team. Still good. Yeah, Outlook on Dan's team is still great. He uh made the wrong QB play. Only twelve hundred from Matt Stafford, which is a big hit. Uh you know, if he if he plays a different Q B, picks the right Q B, he can get the he could get the W. Cannot believe he benched Breeze. I mean <laughs> Yeah, that's after. that's someone that's not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but he he's also got Philip Rivers on his roster. Uh, he also he played Jason Witten instead of Greg Olson with Kyle Allen there. The connection with Greg Olson looked really good. Greg Olson put it up twenty two fifty. So Dan left some points on the board. If his optimal lineup would have beat Drew's current score, but. That's neither here nor there because I'm not concerned about Dan's team at all. New England's defense is going to be straight fire for Dan all season. They have been so good. And then I still like I still like all of his players. So David Johnson, good game. Leonard Fournette, good game. Le'Veon Bell puts up eight thirty against New England in a game that the Jets absolutely got dominated. So eight thirty is actually a pretty good score. And then his wide receivers. Adam Thielen's been awesome, nineteen ten. Tyler Boyd, a bit of a down week, still puts up nine seventy. Larry Fitzgerald would <laughs> be, oh my gosh, you want to talk about Frank Gore being infinite, Larry Fitzgerald is also infinite. I think they're just not going to retire, along with Tom Brady. That might be the plan. But yeah, I have absolutely zero concerns about Dan's team, even in the, even in a loss. Adam Thielen, huh? I mean, I know we, we touched on it when we talked about Greg's team with Stefan Diggs, but Adam Thielen is a stud, and that's not going to slow down anytime soon. I and, cannot believe I cannot believe he went in the fourth round again. I cannot I, I, believe we, I, it. <laughs> I know. I know. We, we couldn't believe it I as it was happening. Yeah, I can't believe it, man. Um, uh, but, yeah, Drew's team, another solid week. Matt Ryan, my goodness, he looks great. Drew still drafted him too early, but, wow, 304 passing yards, three passing you touchdowns. Have to, you, have, okay, you have to stop saying that. Yep, you, you so at three. Okay, you need to make some sort of public statement regarding <laughs> <laughs> regarding how cruel you were about Drew's draft because no one really knows anything, right? It's all speculation before the season. Oh, and uh, Drew is week three. Drew okay, is, I'll he wait is a little. Three and oh. Oh wow! After we gave him some grief about his draft, now I don't think. Listen, he wanted Matt Ryan and he wasn't guaranteed to get Matt Ryan if he doesn't take him with his what was it his 5th pick, right? One two Yeah, right. Listen, yeah. Yeah, it was listen, his 5th pick. It's the end of the 5th round. You don't need to drone on, okay? I get what you're saying. I'm not putting out an apology statement yet, okay? <laughs> we'll see we'll see how things turn out. Matt Ryan, yes. So far has been fantastic. Calvin Ridley has looked really good, although this week was an absolute dud. Yeah, that um, was unfortunate, but he's, target, he's still, he's still been a great he's draft fine. pick. Um, so yeah, those two are working out so far. I always liked Matt Breida, and he's getting some opportunity now. Yep. Then the Bears' defense has been massive, and I mean, they got him the win this week. So, I will see Travis Kelsey is a stud. Frank Gore with Devin Singletary on, on the bench is a stud. But once Devin Singletary gets back, once... Um, oh, yeah, right. But that, that's let's give him some credit. He picked up Frank Gore. It's a great play. It was an excellent play with Devin Singletary out. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Great great pickup. Great pickup. And he's got Kenny Stills on and Chris Thompson on the bench, who are both viable options. So, yeah, Drew's team is looking good. So is Dan's team. Fun week. Fun stuff, lots of giggles, feeling silly. Tommy, what's the next matchup? <laughs> um, yeah, great. Both teams are looking good. I couldn't agree more. Next matchup, we might as well. What if I said both teams are looking great? Would you agree more with that? Uh, you know what? That would have been the better thing to say. Yeah. Well, you said couldn't agree more. So were you lying then or are you <laughs> lying now? I'm always lying. I try and I like to keep people on their toes so that they never know if I'm telling the truth or not. <laughs> I feel like I have, I feel like that's a good way to go through life is always that's lie. really <laughs> That's a really bad personality trait. <laughs> no 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 you just always lie so that no one knows when you're telling the truth. Yeah, that's a tough okay. Anyways, uh what's the next matchup, TJ? Uh let's go for Bob blah versus Hooper and Cooper, LLC. Love the name change, Uh, Kyle. Really, really love the name change. And not just because I hated (laughs) your team name before, but uh, it could not have come at a better time with what your team did this week. Kyle puts up 15,952. Brian puts up 12,260. Hooper and Cooper led the way for Kyle. Amari Cooper puts up 23,80. And Austin Hooper puts up 2160 directly after I was talking about him, Austin Hooper, as if he was maybe not someone you should be starting consistently. But three weeks in now, it's it's looking like uh, Austin Hooper might be here to stay. Around those guys, Kyle gets a great defensive performance from Jacksonville, 2300. A good pickup and play for at his quarterback position with. Josh Allen with 1932, Julio Jones starting off the season really, really strongly, looking really good, 2280 for Julio Jones. Juju Smith-Schuster puts up a good week, but that is, in my opinion, he puts a 1560, very misleading. I have major concerns about Juju Smith-Schuster still. He got three catches for 81 yards. One of them was a 76-yard touchdown. Outside of the touchdown, obviously he did nothing. Mason Rudolph looked terrible. San Francisco turned the ball over five times. The Steelers got five turnovers on San Francisco, and the Steelers lost. That's that's when you know your offense. That's brutal. Uh, yeah, that's brutal. And on the other on the other side, James Conner for for Brian only with five seventy. I I'm very concerned about both those guys, but. You got to be concerned about the Steelers in general. I mean, their offense looked abysmal. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't good. But hey, that Ben means... is old, but he is critical to the success of that offense. Things don't look good. Oh yeah, I on mean, the no. for the rest of the season. Well, the Steelers are done as far as being competitive this year or fighting for a playoff spot. But the huge yeah. performance by Jacksonville, I was not surprised by. I was no. though surprised by the dud of a performance by their opponent the titans i streamed them on defense and i'm lucky i was playing greg otherwise that could have lost me the week because they went out there and <laughs> <Yeah. 500 laughs> points. really yep. bad really bad performance i felt really good about playing them i mean i used my first waiver priority on them i believe um and yeah didn't work out but you know what boy, dude, this is I not about you win. okay this is this not is about not, me, you're right. This is not about you. Where Kyle's team looks great. Team. <laughs> I've, I've been high on Kyle's team. Kyle's team looks well, really good. I, I really yeah. like the pickup of Josh Allen. And um, I also love the team change, the team name change, rather. And I think Cooper's going to be just a monster this season. So, yeah. Rex Burkhead, too. Another good pickup by Kyle. Well, so... So let's let's talk about this for a second. So Austin Eckler drops, comes back down to earth. He's he's still going to be a good play as long as Melvin Gordon's out. What what are you concerned about, Sony Michelle for Kyle? You picked him up in the third I round. Mean, I have, he have scored a, motto. a he scored a touchdown, but he has looked. I know you have a motto, and no one wants to hear it. But <laughs> excuse, excuse me, people turn in to tune in to these podcasts. People turn into this podcast to hear my opinion, okay? And don't ever yeah, draft My Patriots motto back. is never trust a Patriots running back. Now, that being said, if I'm going to trust a Patriots running back, I'm going to trust Sony Michelle. I know. This game looked really bad because Rex Burkhead was used a lot, and he got a touchdown, and yeah, blah, blah, blah. I mean, never trust a Patriots running back. But I think there's still a lot of good to come from Sony Michelle. I think he's an, an easy start most weeks. I guess maybe this this week changes him from an every-week start to a good start most weeks, but just keep an eye on it. You've still got a really nice option there. But, hey, Kyle, you know, I don't know. It's one or the other. Burkhead or Michelle. you're going to just play the guessing game, and some weeks it'll work, some weeks it won't. Yeah, I, I just, I, Sonny Michel, he's in a good offense. As for for what we know right now, he's still getting the goal line work mostly, and that's enough for me. Uh, right now he, he hasn't looked great but he should still get opportunities to score the football and that's obviously what you're looking for so uh but yeah Sonny Michelle, a little bit of concern Juju Smith-Schuster I think is still a little bit of concern but outside of that uh Kyle's team looks really good as we've mentioned he moves up to uh two and one and Brian falls to one and two moving over to Brian's team we talked a little bit about Aaron Rodgers. He only puts up 1330 and Brian has Russell Wilson sitting on his bench with 4134. Holy Russell cow. Wilson passed for 406 yards and two touchdowns and rushed for 51 yards and two touchdowns. Who boy. That's got a sting. I mean, fortunately, right, it wouldn't have mattered if you just if you just swap those two. It wouldn't have mattered, which is nice he still would have lost with about, with about fifteen thousand points but yeah that 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 uh so that's that's the good part is that it didn't affect his winning or losing but Brandon Cooks looked great sixteen none from him jameson Crowder uh until Sam darnold gets back does not seem like a startable player how Corey about David ingram huh Three receptions for 67 rushing yards. I mean, he... Or, jeez, wrong stat line. Six receptions <laughs> for 113 yards and a touchdown. He's what a beast, dude. <laughs> I read... I'm happened? sorry, I was looking at the wrong line. What just happened? What just happened? Oh, wait. I was looking at the wrong line. Whose line? Did you say six for 37? <laughs> Yeah, no, I I said sixty-seven rushing yards. <laughs> I was looking at David Montgomery's line; he's right above him. Okay, okay. okay. all right, fair enough. Uh, yeah, dude. Anyways, I've Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram, like, obviously, we knew he was going to be big this season, but with with Danny Danny Dimes Jones in the backfield, I mean, man, that was he was electric to watch. He had a few really fun. Long plays, yeah, yeah. So, the Aveningham Ingram's looking great. Uh, Marlon Mack had a little bit of an injury scare, but he comes back and is, uh, is looking great with 1580. Green Bay's defense has been really good, they put up tw- 2050. And, uh, but yeah, it, so the concern here for Brian's team is his wide receivers because I can't even believe he played Corey Davis. I like, I think he's lucky to have gotten 590 from Corey Davis, if I'm being honest. And yeah. until Tyreek Hill comes back, he's he's hurting right now uh, because, like I said, Crowder's not playable without Darnold, and Corey Davis should really should not be started uh, any time past twenty seventeen. So uh, <laughs> or ever, honestly, <laughs> he was like kind of good. He
1: would uh, blow up
0: for like. Three touchdowns and 180 yards once every six games, and the other you have like <laughs> half the time get a goose egg. It was awful. I had him on my team, anyways. Yeah. Uh, and I'm very concerned about James Conner. So, but for yeah. the most part, I think Brian's team is still looking fine. Like, I think he, I think he just starts playing Russell Wilson instead of Aaron Rodgers until the Packers' offense looks better. Just drop Aaron Rodgers, honestly. That, I bet you if that happens, Justin would pick him up just because Justin loves to have two quarterbacks. Um, Justin has Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And he still drafted Phillip Rivers. Remarkable. So, But yeah, uh, anything else about Brian's team? I think, you know, he's one and two, but in a different matchup, he would have won with 12,260. So yeah, I think it's the wide receivers until Hill comes back. Hopefully Hill comes back sooner rather than later for him and then... Uh, Montgomery has been looking better, but James Conner is a major concern. That's 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 about all I got. And that's TJ's take. TJ's take on Let's Talk Fantasy Football, brought to you by Jordan Doll Cookhouse. Jordan mm-hmm. Doll, we're the Jordan's Doll, Verona, Wisconsin, right outside Madison, the world's greatest city, cheese griddle. Feel... That is <laughs> Jesus Jordan Christ. Doll. Cheese, beer, food, good times. Jordan Dahl. Um, oh man, uh, uh, the truck right next to me just started up. You can definitely, I think it, that's my audacity is definitely picking that up. Um, dude, I feel I feel really weird because I'm sitting here in the dark and I got my laptop light shining on me and my phone light shining on. So, and I'm like in a parking lot here outside of a a brewing company. So like. I don't know. The people have to see me just like sitting in here. Like, oh, <laughs> probably can hear me talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, just roll down your window and say, I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> I think I'm not gonna, uh, which by the way, uh, I meant to mention this when we talked about Drew. A uh, Drew is out of town. He is in Florida and, uh, he's going to be in the keys and it sucks because later tonight i'm going to be driving through san francisco and uh yeah drew won't be there so i won't be able to see him i did wow, get an invite skips town, to the huh? i got an invite to the keys he he invited me but uh me too since well i think it's because he knew i was not you know i was vacationing anyway i don't think I don't think he invited no, Louie either. So you he invi- no, he invited me. I'm saying he. I was invited. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know that I believe that, though, is the thing. Oh, well, Any- you don't think I'm cool enough to go to to the Florida with you and Drew? Is it because what? Is it cause of what I said last week? I was joking about <laughs> the whole Drew thing, okay? I don't actually talk about Drew to my coworkers. It was a joke. Anyway, if, if not for our stupid little sister... I would be in Florida right now. Is basically what I'm trying to get at. So, well deserved because I have to She'll I have to pick never up. Oh, I to have to. Yeah, exactly. So I can I can trash talk her all I want. If it not for her, if I didn't have to pick her up from the mountains of California, I'd be in Florida right now. Instead, Thanks where am so I? I'm, I'm stuck. I'm stuck on the stupid little sister. I'm stuck on the coast of California, driving down the highway. You know, ugh, it's a rough life, but you someone's got to do me, it. Little sister. All right, Jack. Let's talk fantasy football. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. Louis versus Scott. Louis takes down Scott. Yeah, Louis wins fourteen thousand three hundred twenty-four. Scott loses with thirteen thousand seven hundred and twelve. He had Alan Robinson going. Needed a little over what fifteen hundred. Just around 1,500 from Allen Robinson to take down Louis. He only gets 900 from Allen Robinson in a game that Taylor Gabriel got three touchdown catches, and Allen Robinson was targeted in the end zone, and Mitchell Trubisky threw a god-awful pass, and it was intercepted instead of a touchdown. And Scott would have won if that touchdown had happened. Scott, before we get into these matchups, Jack, I just got to, is Scott, do we need to talk about if Scott is cursed? Because this dude is 0-3, and and he should not be 0-3. His team has been awesome. Yeah. His his, His team has been awesome. I'd say now's about time that we call The Exorcist, because Scott is cursed, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, Scott has a demon inside of him for him For not putting up these weeks. (laughs) That is not what cursed means. Oh, you're not? (laughs) You're thinking of possessed, I think. No, cursed with the devil. (laughs) He's cursed. He's cursed to have been possessed by a demon. Yeah. Oh, cursed you, (laughs) you devil who possessed me. Yeah. I feel terrible for him. No, I mean, Scott's got everything wrong with him. This is brutal. This is brutal. A bad way to start the season. Everything that's wrong with head-to-head fantasy football. He's put up three solid performances and three big fat L's. So hopefully his luck turns around but it's tough to overcome because you gotta think regression to the mean he'll have some down weeks and hopefully he gets some luck in those weeks where he gets a week like I just had where he puts up 11,000 and he still gets the W to sort of counteract these these tough losses but boy Nothing to feel sad about. I mean, his team put up some huge numbers. Camara, Massive, Carry on Johnson, Mr. Consistency, Nelson Aguilar having a surprising week. Uh, I mean, I guess the, the question mark area was his wide receivers, none of them putting up more than 1,000 except Aguilar and his flex. What are your thoughts on Scott's team? Do you think do you think he can throw in the towel and just <laughs> call it a day, or do you think he's still got hope at 0-3? It, it might be, uh, it might be balcony jumping time for Scotty. No, um, I. It's ab- obviously I know you're joking, but absolutely not time to throw in the towel. We have seen just last year. I what didn't Dan start 0 four? I don't know. It, it's and then obviously he won. But you see teams all the time start off slow, and they 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 the the luck finally turns. And they rattle off some wins. They sneak into the playoffs. So I'm really at 0-3. It's going to be an uphill battle. But the good news is Scott, to give himself a shot at the playoffs, a really good shot, all he needs to do is go 6-4 and four the rest of the way. That's well, not that difficult. If his team keeps performing the way it has, he'll absolutely go 6-4 and four the rest of the way. So not time to panic you mentioned Alvin Kamara. I just want to circle back to him real quick because I, I mentioned last week I was a little bit concerned about what the offense would look like with Teddy Bridgewater. Well, the answer is they leaned on Alvin Kamara and they leaned on him heavily. And Jack, Alvin Kamara is really, really good at football. Like he's a very good football player. He's, he's, he's fantastic <laughs> at football. <laughs> And that translates very well, almost a direct translation, to fantasy football. I was watching I was watched so we had the Seattle game on at Frank and Colleen's and that's who that's who New Orleans was playing with Seattle and he just he doesn't ever get tackled by the first person he comes in contact with. And he doesn't usually get tackled by like the second or third person either. He just Bounces off people and like like slithers his way through like four or five guys and like he's like about to be tackled behind the line of scrimmage and he just like slithers his way to a first down and you're like, what just happened? How did he do that? Anyway, uh not we don't need to go (laughs) go too much further into that, but uh he's very impressive. He's gonna be great for Scott. No worries there. He's gonna lead Scott to many victories. Chris Godwin, it was just a really bad time for him to have his down week because he was awesome the first two weeks. And then we'll talk about Mike Evans in a second, but Mike Evans took everything away from him this week. Robinson with 900, I think you're fine with that. Watkins now hasn't scored a touchdown the last two weeks, but he is getting the most targets in Kansas City, so no concern there. The touchdowns will come as long as he stays healthy. Uh, I like like Scott's receiving core, and I like his running backs. A little bit of a question mark at the tight end. With Vance McDonald, he went out with an injury. Mason Rudolph looked terrible. I don't know that you're going to want to start Vance McDonald, but maybe if he comes back healthy, and then he'll be the safety blanket for Mason Rudolph. But I really like the Aguilar play with Jeffrey and and DJX out. It was a great play. Puts up 1,900. Scores twice. Great. Uh, yeah, I mean the the the, the downside the downers were the Vance McDonald getting injured and and not putting up a good week. And then honestly, like Godwin, is, it was a big disappointment for how, how good he had looked. And uh, yeah, you're going up against Louis, and there's just, there's no room for error when you're going up against Louis. Jack, talk to me about Louie's team. It's a talented team. I mean, <laughs> Not much more we can say? say? What'd we say? The man has an eye for talent. If you had to give an analogy, you know, sort of a. Who would they be as a employee of the NFL among the people of our league? Me, you'd probably say cheerleader. I've got a nice body. I'm very (laughs) passionate. And, you know, I just have that exuberance. You, Tommy, you know, maybe a GM. You got the smarts. You got the know-how. You know the players. You know all the ins and outs. Kyle, maybe, you know, offensive line coach. I don't know. He's, (laughs) He's just... He's there. He, he watches a lot, uh, heftier, and doesn't, you know, really, just... doesn't really do much. Uh, I, see yeah. what, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get what yeah. you're saying. They sort of get, you know, not much coaching needed there. Anyways, you catch my drift. Point being, Louis, he, oh my gosh, <laughs> do you not, do you not know what your point was? <laughs> I, I don't remember who I thought Louis should be. <laughs> Wait, where was I going with that? He's he's a, what is he like oh, a scout oh, oh. or something? Yeah, Louis's a scout. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, Louis's <is> a scout. <laughs> cool. Very cool. My goodness, my goodness. Alright. He's got he's got an eye for talent. Yeah. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely Louis, right here from the top. Cut that. Louis is a scout. <laughs> I mean Louis would be a scout, is a scout, was a scout, has been a scout. Louis just has an eye for talent. He's, a, he's great at recognizing skilled players. Lamar Jackson, he called it. Lamar Jackson had a down game. Still gets 2,100 points because of his rushing yards. 46 dude, rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. Dude, Lamar Jackson looked bad, and he put up 2,128. So, yeah, uh, so yeah. that's great there. Tyler Lockett, my goodness. I mean, I was high on Tyler Lockett going into this season, but my word. A touchdown, 154 yards, and 11 receptions. He's just getting a ton of targets in that Seattle offense. Yeah, that's that's the most encouraging part because Tyler Lockett, right, has been awesome with not very many targets, right? So first week he gets two targets and a touchdown and you like, okay, is it going to be more of the same with last year where he only gets a few targets? He gets the deep throws. If he scores a touchdown, it's a good week. If not, it's a bad week. But then he backs it up with 12 targets against Pittsburgh and 14 targets against New Orleans. If he's getting anywhere near that, Tyler Lockett's going to be a top 12 wide receiver. Tyler Lockett anyway. is Russell Wilson's guy. And Russell Wilson has been known to put up some massive fantasy football performances. So you got to feel really good about him. Another guy to feel really good about is Josh Gordon with Antonio Brown. Bye-bye. Sayonara. And Tony, no. Josh Gordon <laughs> now looks like a locked and loaded wide receiver two for Louie. I mean, 11 targets, six receptions, 83 yards. He didn't score a touchdown, and he got 1140. That's just locked and loaded. So Louie is set, season-long set, I repeat, barring injury at QB, wide receiver one, wide receiver two, every single week. Zeke Elliott, only putting up 1490. He got poached by Tony Pollard with a touchdown, but that's because the Cowboys were up Miami sucks. I mean, Zeke is locked and loaded every week, not to mention Dalvin cook being locked and loaded every week. My goodness, barring injury. He is a beast. I mean, that's a disgusting combination. And by the way, he has Aaron Jones in his flex with two more rushing touchdowns, only 19 rushing yards, questionable with an injury. Um, we'll see, but I don't think it's serious. Uh, you never know with that Packers running back situation who's going to get the workload, but you're playing Aaron Jones and you're flex and you're happy about it. So, I mean, my goodness, other than wide receiver three, because he's got O.J. Howard in his tight end position, other than wide receiver three, Louie is completely locked and loaded. And by the way, he had McCole Hardman on his bench with 1740. So as long as Tyreek Hill is out, and especially while Sammy Watkins is out... Hardman's going to continue to be a monster. And then Golden Tate coming back from suspension with Danny Dimes Jones at the helm now. That could be dangerous. I know I said to ignore Golden Tate, but that's with Eli Schmanning at the helm. Golden Tate could be golden in a few weeks. Louis's team, in a shocking turn of events, is a juggernaut. I rest my case. Yeah, I don't know that any of us could have seen this coming from Louie. This is just out of the blue for him to have such a good team. Um, no, I, I there's not really much more for me to add. So what you're telling me is he just needs one of Golden Tate and AJ Green to work out as a wide receiver three, and he's and he's set for the year. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> that is the narrative. Cool. You're you're. Are you actually confident in OJ Howard moving forward? I mean, he puts up eight yes. ten, but yeah, you think he'll yeah. get he'll keep getting worked more and more into the offense. I mean, tight ends are always volatile. You know, Mark Andrews went out there. It's all about me, obviously, and got me only a couple hundred points this week, but I'm not worried about him. Tight ends are always going to have down weeks, unless you're talking about the super elite guys. But O.J. Howard is talented. I think he'll get, you know, five targets a game somewhere in that area, and he'll get a few touchdowns this season. He'll be good. Uh, Louis doesn't need him to be a stud, but I think he's got a relatively high floor. Like a Like zero high? He won't get negative <laughs> All right, fair enough that's, i mean that's all you're hoping for from your tight end uh no, but yeah, Louie, three and first place boring honestly i'm I'm kind of over it i'm I'm moving on to your side dude let's let's down with louis am I right, or am I right yeah, wake me up before you go go dude wake me up go go. Don't leave me hanging on like a yo yo. Since last we saved up? the best since we saved the best for last, we might as well run right, to the best. Let me take the lead on this one because it uh, is absolutely. your matchup against absolutely. Dwell Football Calliope. Otherwise pronounced as Calliope. Calliope for short. Cali Cali is what her cousins <laughs> call her. Ope is what her distant relatives call her. Anyways. You versus Anna a battle of the siblings, a battle of my best friends, more importantly. It's all about me. Her distant relatives call her Opie? ope OP Yeah, it's a family name. Anyways, um, Tommy, you put the beat down on Duel Football. 16,304 to Anna's extremely respectable 12,944. You had a great week. You were 0-2 headed into this week. Now you're 1-2. and Congrats. Super solid performance. You have a lot of thank yous to give to one Mr. Mike Evans. 4,100 points, 190 receiving yards, 8 receptions, and by the way, 3 receiving touchdowns. A disgustingly massive performance from Mike Evans. 15 targets, my word. You can't expect this every week, but... You got to be excited about Mike Evans' rest of season. Another few folks you got to be excited about rest of season. Christian, I'll take a fries with that McCaffrey. Uh, (laughs) My goodness, is he a delicious McMeal? No, Chris (laughs) McCaffrey. You know I wanted him. You know he's my guy. Back to normal with a solid performance here a touchdown 153 yards 24 rushing attempts they're giving him the work and he's performing another guy who's performing demarcus robbed me of my okay never mind demarcus robinson <laughs> um he at it hey that was close only four targets but he made use of them three receptions for 43 yards and a touchdown Next man up in Kansas City, whether it's running back or wide receivers, it seems they have an infinite amount of talent on the sidelines. <laughs> um. It's so true. As long as as long as Tyree Kill is out, He's I can play Demarcus Robinson. So good. Did you see if yeah. he, that touchdown catch he had was, was so good? Absurd. I mean, his hands so were just glue. What a one handed grab in the end zone. A great throw by Patrick Mahomes, but an even better grab. Yeah, you. for as long as Tyreek Hill is out and Sammy Watkins is out, even when Sammy Watkins is back, like, my goodness, Demarcus Robinson. The holes on your team, I want you to give me your take. Marquise, Hollywood Brown, and Chris Carson, with only 590 and 360 respectively. Are you worried about... Either of those guys, one of those guys, none of those guys. I'm a little bit worried about Chris Carson only because he keeps fumbling. He's now fumbled three times. Now, in his defense, it was a really good defensive play, like a really good punch out. But it, uh, <laughs> coming off of the, two, like the fumble last week and the fact that this fumble was a fumble six, if you will, and really took them out of the game... Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson have both said they have confidence in Chris Carson moving forward, so that's good. He's going to get the work. Hopefully, he won't be punished, and he will have better ball security moving forward, and then I'm not worried about him, and I am actually very encouraged by Marquise Hollywood Brown. Jack, he got nine targets. Lamar Jackson didn't look good. He overthrew everyone. I mean, Mark Andrews didn't have a good game. You're not worried about Mark Andrews, and so... If Marquise Brown is getting nine targets a game, he's going to be great. I'm I'm very excited about Marquise Brown, and I'll keep playing to Marcus Robinson until Tyreek Hill comes back, and hopefully Julian Edelman is not his injury isn't too serious. He had a a chest injury, I think it was a rib, but same train of thought as Josh Gordon with Antonio Brown gone. I love I love Edelman, um, and then. You so not worried about either of those guys that you asked, and then Darren Waller, Mr. Wallerus himself. Jack, he got 14 targets, caught 13 of them for 134 yards. He's catching 89% of the targets thrown his way this year. I am very excited about Darren Wallerus moving forward. Yeah, I mean, he his floor is extremely high. I mean, he gets he's getting more targets than any other tight end in the league. Yep. Yep, 8 targets game 1, 7 targets game 2, 14 targets game 3. He hasn't he hasn't scored a touchdown yet and he's a top 5 tight end. So, I I told you when I was 0 2, I was feeling good about my team, right? And it it feels really nice to back that up with this sixteen thousand. You look at my bench. Miles Sanders looked great. Sean McCoy looked great. He's battling an injury. And Philip Dorsett. Is it possible that Dorsett, Edelman, and Gordon can all coexist? Like I'm not. I don't. I don't know if I'll I'll plan on starting Dorsett. We'll see. I I want to see a few more weeks from him. But what are your thoughts on him? Well, first of all, congrats on being able to start your entire team this week. Second of yeah, all, right. <laughs> I mean, no. Philip Dorsett is going to be nowhere near Gordon and Edelman. But yes, Philip Dorsett is a viable option for matchups that are friendly to the wide receiver. And yeah, I mean, you just can't ignore it at this point. I know we say, oh, Philip Dorsett is sort of a. Dud, he was on the Colts for 30 years and did nothing. Um, But you want to be in that New England offense right now. So definitely a good guy to have on your bench as an option to throw in there on down weeks. LaShawn McCoy, my goodness, even with somewhat of an injury, he's got a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown, 2,100 points. And then Miles Sanders, he's the running back you want on that Eagles backfield just like a few of the other backfields we've mentioned tonight, it's a committee, so not getting a huge share of the workload, but that could increase as the season goes on. I like having him there. You've just you've got really impressive depth, and you were zero and two, but now you're one and two, and things are looking up. Yep, I'm feeling great, and someone else that should be feeling great, even though uh, she ends up with a loss, is is Anna, right? I mean, I think we can both agree on that. She unfortunately drops to one and two, but I think she's still got a lot to feel good about. Deshaun Watson, another great week, 25-84. He's looking dynamite. Hopkins only puts up 970, a couple of down weeks for Hopkins after his massive week one, but obviously you keep playing him. You're not worried about him. And then maybe the best thing for Anna so far through three weeks is Cooper Cup. He's gotten better each week. He puts up twenty-seven seventy. got 12 targets, caught 11 of them for 102 yards and two touchdowns, got nine targets in week two, and got 10 targets in week one. Jared Goff loves Cooper Cup, and if Cooper Cup can stay healthy, to have him as a wide receiver two, he's going to be closer to a wide receiver one this year uh, If he if, if things keep trending in this direction. John Brown, I think, will be a consistent. Only puts up 750 for her, but he's Josh Allen's favorite target, so that's a fine wide receiver three. Josh Jacobs with a predictable down week. He was battling an injury. He was up against Minnesota's stout run defense. They're they're very very good. Have a very good front four. Concerning maybe a little bit is Todd Gurley. Uh, that's that's honestly right now for Anna at, at as a wide receiver one slash two, because I guess she's kind of got like two, I mean, I don't know, I don't know who you consider the one or the two Jacobs or Gurley, but Gurley needs to be better, and they're not involving him at all in the passing game like they were last year. He got one target and no catches. Uh, I mean, he gets 14 carries, which you like to see, but I don't know, are you worried about Todd Gurley, or is it just, uh, will he break out at some point? I'm definitely worried about Todd Gurley. I'm not worried about Josh Jacobs, but at the same time, that's two weeks in a row under 1,000. Point being, I think Josh Jacobs will be a serviceable RB2, but Todd Gurley is not seeming like he's going to be that RB1 option that he was drafted as, and that that is a tough hole to fill. I think... Looking at Anna's team, I think you could make a case for her having the best wide receivers in the league Um, in terms of top to bottom, wide receivers one through three, including the flex, because she's got depth there. I mean, she's just stacked at the wide receiver position. Running backs is where she's weak. I think, similar to the advice I doled out to her counterpart, Justin, earlier in this episode, I would say hit the waiver wire, get two running backs, no matter who they are, get yourself some depth you know drop one of the defenses and you your team is dynamite if you can get someone another reliable running back to fill in on down matchup weeks and his team is going to be tough to tough to play against yeah yeah to your point She'll drop Tampa Bay because she's got Baltimore's defense. It was a great decision by her to not play them against Kansas City, but for the next four weeks, she can confidently play Baltimore. Uh, so she drops Tampa Bay, and she smartly moved Tevin Coleman into her IR slot. So She's going to have two, two spots to fill. She can pick up two running backs. And also, to your great point about her wide receivers, because I hadn't really looked at this closely, but when Deshaun Jackson is back and healthy, Hannah has six startable wide receivers on her roster week in and week out like like for the most part six wide receivers you can start confidently Curtis Samuel has been good since his week one Sean Jackson when he's healthy I know she's going to start Sean Jackson when he's healthy and DJ Chark now three straight good weeks Jack DJ Chark on the season now we're only three weeks in he's the wide receiver six on the year of everyone Chark 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 dude like, is, honestly, John, is John Brown her worst receiver of the six? Honestly, DJ Chark is obviously the biggest surprise of the guys that you're talking about. But, boy, Gardner Minshew to DJ Chark, that's a fun little connection. Yeah. That is a fun little connection to watch. That's and, yeah, great. Anna has six startable wide receivers. And I'm not talking about flex startable. I'm talking about six wide receiver one, two, or three startable guys so maybe even, hey, package two of those guys together. I was hit the just going to mention that. I was hit just the trading mean, block. Use that depth. Spin two wide receivers for one running back. It's go time, baby. Yeah, when you've got an excess of talent at one position, you've got to use that in your favor. Pick, Pick two guys that you think you can sell high. That you that you're that you're you know pick the four 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 guys that you are more confident in. Keep them on your team. Package two. Get a get a serviceable running back or a, or like a running back that has some promise. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, there's also plenty of time, right? She doesn't have she doesn't necessarily have to do anything now because for now she's gonna keep playing Josh Jacobs and Todd Gurley, right? At least for a few more weeks until it becomes. If it becomes clear that Todd Gurley's a dud, I don't know what you do. But like those those two guys are set, right? So it's not like she needs to scramble to get another running back because she's she's set at her at her three wide receivers and flex. So um, really, the the two running backs just need to be serviceable for her. And uh, but yeah, uh, like I said, nothing to worry about for Anna. Um, hopefully, she bounces back next week with the W. I uh, I'm sorry that I had to score so many points. A very That's it. sincere apology. That's it, man. A really fun week. Thanks for chatting with me, Tommy. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We really love doing this. Email us, text us, call us, let us know what you like, what you don't like. Always open to constructive criticism. Thanks for tuning in. Tommy, what's your what's your what's your T J take of the week for everybody? Send him off with some inspiration and then I'll uh I'll close this bad boy out. My TJ take of the week for everybody, guys. Be safe out there. Okay. We love all the support from the podcast. That, you that guys was are it. The best. <laughs> that was, you, you guys. Be you safe guys out there. The best with the TJ take. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm just getting warmed up. You guys are the best. Okay. We love you, and we'll support you no matter what you decide to do in life and just go out there, be safe, enjoy life, live it to the fullest. And, uh, and keep tuning into the let's talk fantasy football podcast, because that is truly how you live life to the fullest is by listening to some really good podcasts. Oh gosh. Two people just walked by my car. Oh, okay. Hey, thanks for being (laughs) on the road, Tommy. Really appreciate you being on the road. And by two people walk by, he means there's tons of fans there. Um, Yes. Yep. Yep. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Come back next week. We're taking this bad boy worldwide. TJ, JR, Justin on the production and on the (laughs) production assistant. KSM Productions overseeing Tommy. Before you seconds. Yeah. I was just trying to think. Next month, I was trying to think where I'll be next Monday. I'll still be on the road next Monday. I was, I was for a second. I was like, oh, wait, are we going to be together next Monday? But it won't quite be next Monday. Um, I'll still be on the road, but I'll be, I'll have another person with me in Michelle. So maybe, maybe she could be our guest. Uh, That's a funny joke. Anyway, thanks guys. Jack. Very funny joke. Guys. We love you, and you love us, and that's why this works. Let's talk fantasy football.